a relationship with Christ that can help you to know how to navigate and experience relationships here on earth with others, whether it be friends, uh, uh, teachers, those who are in authority, those who are looking up to you and those who you are in a romantic relationship with. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Reclassified Room. I am Gabriel Huff Jr., and I am so excited to be back here with y'all. I would say it's been a good past couple days, but in reality, it's been a little bit tough because if y'all, at the time I'm recording this, it's the day after the Super Bowl, and as y'all know, the Kansas City Chiefs won that game, and you know, shout out to them. Um, they played well, and they're they just keep on winning. But that that's why it was tough because I obviously I wanted the 49ers to win, being someone who's from North Carolina, um, and having and being a fan of the Panthers. Uh, the 49ers defensive coordinator is Steve Wilkes, who was our uh, interim or coach that stepped in for us last year. And um, Christian McCaffrey was also on the 49ers. And so I was rooting for them and, you know, losing in the way that they did in overtime after having, you know, a lot of opportunities to put that game away. uh, It it sucked a little bit and it frustrated me. And I think part of the reason that is, is because, um, you know, playing football in high school, our, our team wasn't wasn't necessarily the best team. Um, I think we had talented players, but it was just we we didn't have too many players that were playing and, you know, everything was just kind of out of whack. And so I think part of it is kind of envy when a team is constantly winning over and over and over again. Uh, part of me is like, man, I I wish I could, you know, have that feeling of winning numerous times. But, you know, it is what it is. I'm not here to talk about the Super Bowl, but I felt it was worth mentioning since it was Super Bowl weekend. Um, But yeah, I'm I'm excited to be back here with y'all. Thank y'all for all the support that y'all have been giving me, um, whether it's family, friends, those of you at the church and all everybody else who's been supporting me and everybody who's subscribed, followed, commented um, and shared. It's been a huge blessing and I I cannot thank y'all enough. Like I always say, We are the storytellers. God is the author of each and every one of our stories, and he is writing a beautiful story for each and every one of us. You know, that story may be filled with ups and it may be filled with downs, but all in all, the culmination of that story is beautiful and it's worth sharing and worth mentioning to others because your story can impact somebody's lives. So, um, my encouragement to y'all is to just share your story, share what God is doing because at the end of the day, when you share your story, it's, it's, it has the ability to point people to the author. You know, when I think about my favorite book stories, uh, growing up were the Percy Jackson books. Um, and I know how it is with the Greek mythology and all that. Um, for one, there's only one God, the one true God, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. But, um, 
you know, that that Greek mythology stuff always kind of intrigued me a little bit. And those books, they were more just about the story and the 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 cliffhangers and stuff like that. But when you think of Percy Jackson, you think of the author Rick Rorden. And so the power of us sharing our stories is that God is the best-selling novelist of all time because he writes the most beautiful stories of all time. And I think it's our duty and our responsibility and, you know, a gift for us to share those stories with others because it can point to that incredible author in the Lord. So uh, that's my encouragement. And that's what we're all about here. That's why we call ourselves. That's why this community is called the storytelling community, all within the reclassified community. Amen. Amen. And amen. Um, so uh, enough with all that time to get to this topic that we're going to be talking about today. Um, as y'all know, there's a certain day that is coming up. Um, on Wednesday, February 14th, the day that we know as Valentine's Day. And, and this is a day that it it can be a day that's tough for it can, it can be a day that's tough for those who are single, um, especially Christian singles, because I think that as a believer, you know, when you come to know Christ and you come to uh, grow in the reality and understanding that we were made in the in the image of God. We were made in Christ's likeness. Um, we we get a sense and a desire to have a companion of some sort, or to uh, have a partner of some sort, or a significant other. And so, I think that this time of year can sometimes be tough for Christian singles, um, and. You know, it used to be it used to be a little bit of a it's never really let me take that back. It's never really been a day that's been tough for me um, because it's never really been a day that I celebrated Um, for me. The reason I don't really put too much merit or focus too much on Valentine's Day is because I don't want to fall into the trap of showing love to my future significant other. Only on one day, you know, it's something that I, I I want my partner to feel loved every single day, not just one day out of the year. And so I, I don't I want every day with my future spouse to be Valentine's Day. I don't want it to just be February 14th of every year. Um, But yeah, it, it's it, it can be a tough day for anybody who's single and maybe even a tough day for those who are in a relationship or those who are married, because it, it can kind of you kind of feel an obligation or a, a sense of need to uh, give your partner a gift or write them a card or do something special for them, maybe take them out to a restaurant, maybe even go on a trip or something like that. Um, there can be a lot of pressure to uh, live up to that day that is highly esteemed in society today. Um, but I think if you're if you're showing love to your partner each and every day and you're constantly not focusing and relying on Valentine's Day to show love to your partner, I think that can relieve some of that pressure 
and it can just help you to have a more calm and non-stressful day trying to impress your partner, if that makes sense. Um, so, yeah, it, th- this day has never really been a struggle for me, but I know that there are some of us out there who kind of struggle with this day and even throughout the year just struggle with that. Um but I, I want to encourage those of you who are single and before I even dive into this topic or anything further, uh, me personally, I have not had too much experience in relationships. I've only ever been in one relationship in my life and even that didn't last too long. Um, so by no means am I claiming to be a relationship expert or to know everything about relationships. I think even those who have degrees in and specialize in talking about relationships and marriage counseling and stuff like that, I think even those folks don't know all the answers to the ins and outs and what leads and leads to a successful relationship. I think the only one who knows uh, every single thing about a successful relationship is God, right? So, um, like I said, by no means am I claiming to be a relationship expert. I may even be the last person anybody would take advice from. But I, I do think that when you are a believer and when you study and grow close to God and you experience a relationship with Christ, that can help you to know how to navigate and experience relationships here on earth with others, whether it be friends, uh, uh, teachers, those who are in authority, those who are looking up to you and those who you are in a romantic relationship with. So, um, yes, like I said, by no means do I claim to be an expert, but I do believe that as I've grown closer to God and experienced a relationship with him, it has helped me to kind of have an understanding of what a relationship should look like. Um, So that being said, for those of you who are single, I can only speak from the perspective of a single man uh, because that's what I am right now. I'm a single man who's young. If y'all don't know, I'm only uh, 23 years old. And, um, you know, a single man who's... uh, who's single, but also ready to mingle. (laughs) I don't know why that's so funny. (laughs) I think that's funny because that's the first, I I think that's the first time I've ever actually said that out loud uh, pertaining to myself that I'm single ready. (laughs) Oh man. Yeah, but I am a uh, I'm a single 23 year old man ready to mingle. Um, Not that I'm saying that because I'm trying to get some prospects or anybody who wants to hit my DM or anything like that. But, you know, I'm I'm just throwing it out there. But. uh, Yeah, so I can only speak from the perspective of somebody who is single, who's a young single man, because that's what I I currently I that's what I currently am. I, I don't even know if that sentence flows right uh when my mom hears this she's gonna get on me my mom's a grammatical genius uh she's the reason that i'm even able to read so if y'all remember in my episode that i did a couple weeks ago but um yeah that's what i currently 
that <laughs> that's what I am right now, a, a single man. So I can only speak from that perspective. So that's the the route I'm going to take with this episode about uh, relationships. So uh, going back to all of the singles and, and me being a single man, I can relate and I kind of have a little bit of empathy for those who are single who kind of struggle with that because everybody deep down, I feel believers and unbelievers alike have a desire to be in a relationship with somebody in some type of way. Um, even those who don't have a desire to be married, I feel that everybody has some type of deep down desire or a void in their heart to be connected to somebody, uh, whether to a community, whether to a specific person, uh, or, you know, even whether to, to the Lord, I think, uh, even those who haven't come to the Lord yet, there's always going to be a void in your heart where there is always going to feel like something is missing. And what's missing is God. But when you've come to Christ and when you have a relationship with Christ and when you are a believer, um, being single sometimes can still be a struggle for some um, because you there's that deep down desire to be in community with like minded people to be equally yoked with somebody and to have a desire to have a companion or a community of some sorts. Um, so it, it can get, it can get tough sometimes, um, especially kind of seeing how social media portrays it, seeing how um, TV shows, movies portray it. So it, it can get, it can get difficult at times, but something that I, I want to tell y'all is that there's, there's nothing wrong with being single, right? There's nothing wrong with not being in a relationship because as kind of backwards or as crazy as this might sound being single, you have a lot of freedom on, you have a lot of free, more free time than if you were with a partner. And this isn't to say that, you know, uh, being married or being in a relationship is a bad thing. Cause I think that's something that I desire. And that's something that I think, you know, most believers in Jesus desire as well. But what I am saying is that life operates in seasons and there is a season that God may have you in where he requires you to be single at that point in your life at that time. And there may be a reason for that. Maybe he wants you to focus on building your relationship with him first before uh, venturing out and building a relationship with somebody else because maybe you need to have that relationship with him. Not even maybe you uh, you need in order to have a a successful godly relationship. God has to come first. It, it can't it can't start with your partner or it can't start with the pursuit of a partner. It has to start with pursuing God. Um, I remember. I preached a message um, from Second Samuel chapter, not Second Samuel, First uh, Samuel chapters eighteen through twenty-three. Um, when y'all have some time, y'all could go ahead and read that. That kind of dives through the story of David, Jonathan, and Saul, and some other you know intermediate stories that are filled in between that. Um, but 
when what we were talking about in that series, it was a sermon series that we were doing called After God's Heart, and which was a, a beautiful series sermon series. Um, but the main point of that entire series and what we tried to drill in each message, all of the pastors, was that everything began with God. God was the hero of the story. God is the hero of the story. You know, a lot of times we look at the story and we get enamored by David uh, killing Goliath, David being anointed, David doing all of these things that we can sometimes forget that God was the one who was behind all of that, that God was the orchestrator of David's whole entire story. You know, without God, that stone that David threw out of his sling probably wouldn't have reached Goliath's forehead to to kill to um, knock him down, and then uh, David cutting his head off and you know conquering him. Right? It, it it all began with God. It is God, and it will always be God. You know, God is the hero of David's story, right? Um, and so that was our point for every message in that series. And the message that I preached was about the friendship between David and Jonathan, right? And kind of what I, to summarize what I was saying, David and Jonathan, it wasn't a coincidence that they came across each other and encountered one another and that this friendship between them was cultivated. It wasn't just some type of coincidence. It wasn't even because of David and Jonathan that their friendship was like this, but it was because of God that their friendship was like this. And the reason that is, is because David was a man after God's own heart. And if we look in uh, at the story of Jonathan, you know, Jonathan's story, especially in first Samuel chapter 14, where Jonathan um, and one of his uh, companions is uh, fighting the Philistines, we can see that Jonathan was also a man after God's own heart. And when you have people that are after God's own heart, right, you know, eventually there can come a point where they encounter one another. And and so David being a man after God's own heart and Jonathan being a man after God's own heart, they eventually encountered one another because they were pursuing the same thing. Right. But it began with the love and relationship that they had with God first and foremost, David was not pursuing Jonathan. Jonathan was not pursuing David. They were pursuing God and God allowed their paths to cross and and God cultivated a beautiful friendship between the two. And, And so the reason I'm saying that it's okay to be single is because when you, when you're actively pursuing God, I I truly believe that God sees the desires of, of your heart. Now, granted, uh, the Bible tells Jesus tells us in Mark chapter seven, from the hearts of men proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornifications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. All these evil things come from the heart and defile the man. That's what Jesus tells us. And there's other passages in the Bible that kind of warn us about following the desires of our heart because our heart is, you know, all over the place. Let me find that scripture real quick. Um, Just to, to read it for y'all talking about the heart. The heart is deceitful. 
Jeremiah chapter 17, verse 9, uh, it reads, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? Right. So we, we have to be careful pursuing the desires of our hearts because our hearts, as described in the Bible, can be deceitful. And we have to be after God's heart, you know, more so than our own heart. Um, so. I'm, when I say that God sees the desires of your heart, I'm not saying that God is just going to grant every single one of your desires because sometimes our desires may not be good for us. But what I'm saying is that when you're actively pursuing after God and you're allowing him to you know, cultivate that heart of flesh within you, then it'll help you to be able to recognize when you're on the right track, when you're off the right, when you're off the track. And, you know, I think that God will I, I, I think that God sees that you're pursuing him and while you're pursuing him you'll naturally be led to others who are pursuing him as well. I, I think God values community. That's something that we say here. We embrace community. Um, and so I, I think ultimately God wants to bring all of his people together in community, in, in love with one another, in union. So there's nothing wrong with being single because at the end of the day, you're going to meet people along the way who have a like mind like you who are pursuing the same thing as you and it'll end up growing. It could, it could potentially grow into a beautiful friendship. And I think it's the same thing with relationships as well. I think so many times we get so caught up in chasing after somebody instead of following God and just trusting that God is going to bring us to that person. So that's why I'm not too worried or not too pressed about getting married as quick as possible or all these other things because I tr I put that in God's hands and I trust that God is going to guide me into that. Um, and it's going to be a lot better than what I would have done my own pursuit myself. Um, there's one quote that I wrote down. Um, and if y'all remember in the episode I did with my cousin Josh and my sister, I have this book of I have this journal that I just write quotes in and you know I just write so many things in here just to just kind of help me with wisdom and stuff like that and there's a quote that I wrote in here. Let me see if I could find it. Um yeah, here it is. It says some people are so enamored with searching for purpose that their purpose becomes searching for it instead of living it out. I think so many times we, we see believers get so caught up in pursuing after a woman or a man and it gets to the point where their purpose becomes the pursuit instead of serving the Lord and growing as a person individually and allowing God to take care of that and guide you to who he has for you. And I think when you trust God, it's a lot more of a beautiful story than if you were to just try and do it on your own. And I'm not saying to not go on dates. 
I'm not saying to not, um, you know, shoot your shot and send a message to someone, text someone, or even try and set a friend up with a friend um, on a date or something like that. But what I am saying is we cannot lose sight of what the first and foremost important thing is, and that is firstly pursuing God, right? Because at the end of the day, marriage is a shared responsibility, but being a husband or being a wife is an individual responsibility. And what the individual responsibility of a husband and wife is individually is to serve God and allow him to pour into you And then that'll help to cultivate a beautiful marriage or relationship that will stand the test of time because you're both standing on that firm foundation that is the Lord. And because you're standing on that firm foundation, if trials or tribulations or troubles and struggles come, y'all know where your help is going to come from instead of blaming the other person or growing in resentment toward the other person because they may have made a, a mistake or, or done something, or um, y'all are just having a tough time. When you have that firm foundation in God, I think that's where you'll begin to see changes occur, whether you're in a relationship or whether you are single. Plus, y'all forget Jesus, although us being the church is the bride of Christ, Jesus walked this earth as a, sing- as a single man. Uh, the apostle Paul, who wrote the um the Ephesians chapter um uh was it five or chapter six? I don't want to steer y'all wrong, so I'm gonna check it real quick. I'm always gonna try and make sure that I uh say the right thing or say don't lead y'all astray in this. Yes, it's Ephesians chapter five. Um Paul being the author of that book to the church in Ephesus, and he wrote that beautiful passage of Husbands and wives and the duties of both husbands love your wives Uh, wives submit to your husbands and that submission word. That's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day. I know there's a whole bunch of um, there's a whole bunch of uh, criticism and, you know, controversy behind that word submission. But that's a whole topic for a whole nother day. But Paul says husbands love your wives wives submit to your husbands. But it's a picture of the the marriage between Christ and. And the church and Paul wrote this beautiful picture of marriage, but Paul was also an unmarried man. There's some passages where Paul even talks about some of the benefits of not being married. So long story short, there's nothing wrong with being single. Um, Just make sure that you're pursuing God and just and see what he does. You know, there's joy. I, I think. Right now, being a single man, it's allowed me to spend even more time with God, which there's no greater joy than you can have than being in the presence of God. And I, although I have a deep desire in my heart to be married um, and to be in a relate to be in a relationship and to be married, um, I'm th- I'm thankful for this single season that I'm in right now because um, I just get to spend all of that time with the Lord. Um, And I think anybody who's single, uh, that should be our hearts as well to just spend this time thanking God for um, just having that that extra time to spend with him and everything. But at the same time, continue to pray that God will lead you to uh, a partner 
that he has been just preparing for you. Amen. Um, the next thing in that is honesty, right? You know, in any relationship, honesty is an important thing. Honesty is honestly an important thing, just being a human being, just being a person, right? Being honest, you know, telling the truth, being reliable, being trustworthy, being faithful. All of these things uh, culminate into honesty. And honesty is important because honesty, it, honesty in a way gives others permission to be honest as well. Um. I remember there's lots of times where me and my friends, we used to just sit down um, and just chill and talk with each other for hours on end just about stories and stuff. And we would just not be afraid to share stories of stuff that we've been through, things that we've done, you know, all of these things. And because some were being honest with each other. It gives everybody else in the group permission to share their stories and, and stuff as well. And, and so I think when you're in, whether you're in a relationship or whether you're dating or whether you're married, um, it's important to be honest. And I think you should be honest with somebody as soon as possible. Now, I'm not saying that Let's say you go on a first date with somebody. I'm not saying to just be on front street and just share every single thing about yourself. Give them your social security number, your bank card information and the your your bank account, your foreign bank account that numbers that you have in Australia or something. I'm not saying to share every single thing about yourself. But what I'm saying is to be you, to be authentic, to be authentically you um there's no reason or no need to try and portray another image of somebody else because all that's going to do is give you a burden that you don't need to be carrying there's a reason there's a reason david couldn't walk around wearing saul's armor because saul's armor wasn't fitted for david and David would have struggled immensely had he worn that armor, probably. Um, so when you aren't honest with someone, it's like you're wearing an armor that's just a burden and you're going to have to keep on carrying it every single day. And the longer you carry that dishonesty, once you get tired and you finally decide to be honest, that person probably won't feel They'll probably feel betrayed. They'll feel like they've been lied to, which they have been. And, you know, they they may leave you now. Now, some people may stay. Um, but I, I'm all I'm saying here is that we have to be honest. And I think it's better to be honest as early as possible than waiting and, and allowing a lie to build up. Um so, yeah, I, I think honesty is such an important thing in relationships, especially when you're going on a you're you're initially you're in the early stages of dating somebody or being in a relationship with somebody. If you can be honest with that person, it's like giving them permission to be honest with you because y'all have created a safe place and a safe a, a safe space to share those things. 
Um, I remember that one, the one relationship that I've ever been in, I remember trying to act like something that I wasn't, trying to be somebody that I wasn't. And it, it was burdensome. You know, my, my dad always used to say, uh, buddy, don't burn yourself out. Cause me and me and her, we used to, um, I mean, we, we saw each other at least every other day, you know, and we would stay out late every single day, like 11, 12, and I would get home pretty late all the time. But the most burdening part about it wasn't being tired and coming home late all the time. The most burdening part about that relationship was the fact that I was carrying the load of being somebody else instead of just being myself. And once I got tired of that and I started actually being myself, then that's when resentment started to grow. That's when the whole relationship fell apart. And I'm mature enough to admit that, not even admit, but I'm mature enough to take responsibility for the demise of that relationship because I feel that as a man, you know, and this is another controversial thing. I, I, I think that, you know, as men, it's our duty to uh, be the front lines and to lead. Um, but me being me as the man in that relationship, I think I did a bad job of leading and because I did a bad job of leading, um, it was all over the place. And because I wasn't honest and created that safe, safe space, um, the, the woman that I was, the woman that I was with, she didn't really see any need to open up with me when situations would come about. You know, if she was feeling some type of way, she wouldn't, um, just share what was going on. And, you know, I, I take responsibility for that. And obviously you can't control what somebody does, but at the same time, I think that whether guy or girl, let me, let me rephrase that. Um, whether you're a guy or a woman, I think that if you can create a safe place through honesty, it can help the relationship grow because now you are both being authentic with each other. You're showing a level of trust and it can grow into something special. Um, there's one verse <clears throat> that I feel relates with this. Um, in Colossians chapter three, verse nine, it tells us, do not lie to one another, seeing that you have put off the old self with its practices, right? Honesty is, oh, oh, at the end of the day, honesty is obedience. And, and like I said, this isn't to say that you have to share every single thing. There are some things that don't need to be said, that don't need to be shared necessarily, at least not early on. But at the same time, I think when you're portraying something that you're not and leading somebody on, it's like they're dating or in a relationship with a different person, with a different version of you that is not you. And I think that's unhealthy for any relationship or even any friendship, if you will. So it's very important to be honest. So for anybody who is out there who is single, um, I think honesty can be a superpower 
and a huge help in your relationships. And even in relationships that don't work, I think it can help to make sure that those relationships that may end don't have an ugly ending like mine did. I, I wouldn't even say mine had an ugly ending, but it was just we weren't on the same page and it, it fell out. But, um, yeah, make sure you're you're honest. And, and even those who are married or in relationships or long term relationships and stuff, honesty is important. So I, I think making sure that you're honest will help your relationship go a long way. Um, another thing that I, I want to bring up is to be intentional. And this is something that my I tell my sister all the time. My sister asked me one time, what does it look like when a when a woman is chasing a man? Um, and my my answer to that was I actually wrote something down in here. Also, let me let me go to it real quick. Uh, my sister asked me, what does it look like when a, a woman is chasing a man? And like I said, I'm, I can only speak from the perspective of a single male, um, a young single male. But something I wrote down was, and this is what I told her, and I thought back on it and I wrote it down and made it more pinpoint. It says, you don't, you don't chase someone who's leading you. You chase someone who's running from you. And what I wrote in that relating to myself is that in moments that my wife can't move, I'm going to stand with her. And and what I mean by that is um, it's important to be intentional. It, it's important to not lead someone on. And I, I think that we should, for those of us who are, who are dating and who are, you know, seeking after relationships and stuff like that, it's important for us to be intentional um, up front. I don't, me personally, on a first date with a woman, she's going to leave that date knowing that I'm a man who's intentional and that I am not just dating to date. I'm not just here just because just for the heck of it. You know, I am pursuing marriage. I, I, I would love to experience, you know, that that picture of Christ loving the church. Right. That's what I'm after. I'm not after just, oh, I'm not here for I'm here for a good time. Y'all have heard the saying I'm here for a good time, not a long time. Um, I mean, sure. But what's what's the point in that? I, I really don't see the point in doing that whole all of that serial dating stuff. And this isn't to say that you can't go on dates. But at the same time, I think we should pursue something greater than just simply going on dates with people. You know, there, there has to be a bigger goal in mind. And so I think being intentional is essential to really get it, keeping everybody on the same page to where um, it, me as a man, I want to lead in a way where a woman that I'm in a relationship with knows exactly where we stand in that relationship. I don't want it to be one of those things where she's wondering if I'm going to put a ring on her finger. I, I don't want her wondering if I'm going to, you know, all this other stuff. You know, I, I want it to be clear that you're not chasing me, 
because I'm not running away from you. In fact, I'm actually running towards you and something beautiful is being built here that's going to stand the test of time and last for a while because one, that foundation of Christ, and then two, because I just want to be intentional and I actually want to pursue, I actually want to actively pursue you instead of just straggling you along and making you kind of wonder what is going on here. Um, so I think being intentional is essential to making sure that everybody's kind of on the same page. So like I said, for anybody who's single out there, I think it's important to be intentional and that can be nerve wracking. That can be something that's scary because sometimes when people bring up the word marriage, it can make people seem like, oh, you're too forward or you're being a little too, you know, aggressive or that's just not what I'm looking for right now. But if I think if marriage is something that you desire, then it's something that you desire. Don't be afraid to bring that up, especially if you want to be married and your foundation is in Christ and you're following that Ephesians 5 path because I think that that's where beautiful things can can come from. So, yeah, be intentional about, you know, just, just be upfront about your intentions with the person who you are with. You know, set boundaries you know, um, if there's something that can lead you astray and that can lead you into sin, you know, let it be known up front. Hey, you know, I struggle with this. Maybe we shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't be at my house after a certain time because we could fall into sin. And that's not what we should be doing as believers. Or, hey, you know, may we Maybe we can't do certain things because that could lead us into a certain type of sin that, you know, God is not, you know, happy about. So being intentional, not only with where you where the relationship is going, but making sure that it gets there, making sure that it actually gets there, making sure that you're doing the right thing, making sure that there are some boundaries set to where y'all come to an understanding of where y'all want to be, the type of relationship y'all want to have, and making sure that it is honoring Christ. So being intentional is essential, and I think it's a very important aspect. And um, the last thing that I want to talk about is a question that I actually uh, heard somebody ask in a video earlier. Uh, this guy I listened to called Albanier Eugene. Um, I relate to him a lot. He's also a young black man uh, who makes videos just based on, you know, Christ focused, Christ centered stuff. And he also relates to it in a way in society. So he talks about some things that are going on in society and brings a biblical knowledge to it to help us grow to an understanding and kind of helps tackle some of the issues within society or some things that people may go through culturally in the world. So um, you know, I'll check out his videos. I'll, I'll put the link in the description. I think his videos are essential and they're a lot shorter than mine too. So if you like shorter form content, you know, go check him out. Um, and if you ever watch this Albanier, would love to have you on the podcast. Um, the door is always open for you. So, Hey, just throwing it out there, man. Like I said, shooting my shot. 
But um, yeah, it's a question that I, I heard him ask and I don't, I don't know if he asked this directly, but it's a question that I took away from what he was saying. And the question was, do you like you? Do you like you? And, and the reason I find that question so profound is because a lot of times people pursue relationships because they have insecurities about themselves or because they 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 don't necessarily like themselves that much. They feel that there's they're they're failing or they feel like they're less than because they're single. You know, a lot of times this may have to do with the church. Um, I, I think a lot of times the church uh, romanticizes marriage so much to the point that it can make singles feel bad about being single. And this isn't to say that it's necessarily the church's fault, but at the same time, I think we have at us as the church, we, we can't neglect those who are single. Right. And we also can't push them to marriage and kind of force them into marriage because uh, there's some people who just don't want to be married. You know, um, Jesus talked about it in the Gospels. I forget exactly where, but um, he was asked the question um, and they were talking about divorce and stuff like that. And um, Jesus was talking about how there are some who are just cho- like they're like chosen to be single. Um, you know, it's like they make a vow with themselves to be single. And if y'all even know um, uh, the eunuchs, they they and I may I may not get this right exactly, but long story short, um, it was something involved with their with their the parts of their body, their private part, and they essentially couldn't have children. I think they would. I apologize for saying, but I think it would be in. I think it was something involved with them, kind of getting rid of their <laughs> their balls or their nutsack. Um, children, if children, I'm sorry if there are any children watching. Um, but a lot of times it was kind of to fully commit themselves to the purpose that they that had been set for them. Um. So, yeah, this is something that Jesus spoke on in, in the Gospels, and I, I, I'll probably put on the, I'll, I'll probably put on the screen. I don't remember exactly where he was talking about that, but he, he was t- touching on that a little bit in the Gospels. Um, what was the point of me bringing that up? I lost my train of thought. Um, yeah, I completely lost my train of thought. I apologize, um, y'all. I'm sure y'all know because, oh, yeah, Albanier, um, he was talking about do you like you, right? Do you like you? And and the reason I that this question was so profound to me is because a lot of times people are seeking after relationships because of their insecurities or because they feel alone and they, they, they're lo- they feel lonely and because they feel all these other things. And I think if if your reason for pursuing after relation a relationship is because of a lack of respect that you have for yourself or because you may not necessarily like yourself, 
that that's that's not that's not a I don't think that's a good reason or you're in a healthy enough place to be pursuing after a relationship. Now, granted, there are some instances that I've heard of in my life and from or from others and that I've seen where you know someone may have had these feelings about themselves and God led them to a partner who was able to help them overcome these things and they get they they got married and they're happily married to this day. You know there there's instances like that. But at the same time, I think it's an unfair um it's an unfair position to put a potential partner in to build to 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 I guess fix you if that makes sense. And this isn't to say that those who have insecurities or have issues like that there's something wrong with them. That's not what I mean by fix, right? Cuz even myself I have some insecurities myself that I'm still battling through and trying to trying to uh fight and stuff like that. But what I'm saying is if you're still dealing with issues and things like that, I think it's an unfair position to put a potential partner in to bring you up out of that. Um, and there are some people that are willing to do that. There are some people that God has given the grace to be able to do that. But at the same time, I, I don't think that that's a fair burden to put on somebody. Um, and so I, I think it's important for anybody who is pursuing a relationship to ask your, to look in the mirror and ask yourself, do I like me? Do you like you? Because if you don't like you, then how can you, it, 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 if you don't like you, then, then what's the point in trying to find somebody who does like you? I, I think it has to start from within first. I think what can help you is to there's this practice that I actually heard on I saw in a video one time um there was this woman and this guy asked her a question he asked her um you know do you hear from god and she said no and you could tell that it was kind of weighing on her because it, it seemed like she really had a desire to hear god's voice but it, it for some reason she just wasn't or she couldn't and so this guy said, okay, let's do an exercise. Um, ask God, what is your favorite thing about me? Right? He told her, ask God, what is your favorite thing about me? And so um, she asked this question out loud. And then he said to her, what was the first thing that came to your mind? And she said, my kindness. And the guy told her, that's what God loves about you. He loves your kindness. There's a reason that he placed that on your mind because that's one of the very many things that he that he loves about you. I mean, this video is profound. Um, and I think that's something that all of us should do um, regularly. Honestly, you know, just ask yourself or ask God, you know, God, what what do you love about me? And Whatever he puts on your mind, I, I think that's a way that God can speak to you. And so for those of you who may be in a position where you may not like yourself that much or you may have low self-esteem or things like that, I, I want you all to look in the mirror, look directly at yourself because you're going to be talking to God and you're also going to be talking directly to yourself. 
I, I want you to ask yourself or not yourself. I want you to ask God, God, what do you love about me? Even if you're an unbeliever, even if you don't know, if even if you don't believe in Christ, look in the mirror directly at yourself and ask God, God, what do you love about me? And I think that God has, God is compassionate in the way to where he'll flood your mind with thoughts of just everything good about yourself. And I think that practice and that exercise can instantly lift up your spirit and lift up your esteem and help you to feel, help you to actually like yourself. And, um, you know, I think that's a beautiful thing. Um, the Bible tells us in Genesis chapter one, verse 27. So God created man in his own image in the image of God. He created him male and female. He created them. I, I think when you, when you love yourself, when you like yourself, this isn't something that is, I'm not speaking on a prideful type of love. I'm not speaking on a, a self-exalting type of love. I'm speaking on a humility, a humble love, right? Um, the Bible also tells us in Proverbs eighteen twelve: before destruction, a man's heart is haughty, but humility comes before honor. It, I'm not talking about a love that operates outside of humility, but because God created us in his own image, like it tells us in Genesis, because we are created in his likeness and in his image, I think when Jesus says, love one another as you love ourselves, and when you love yourselves and when you like yourself, it's not necessarily you loving you because of you. I think it's you loving you because you recognize that you have been made in the image of God and you love who God has created you to be. You love the identity that God has made you. Right. I, I think that's what it means to love yourself. And so to answer that question, do you like you? I think when you ask that question, ask it from a place where you'll grow in. Um, ask it from a place where you're thankful and you like what God has made you in, how God has made you instead of thinking about your deficiencies and things. Because if you don't like yourself, I think that's coming from a place of only thinking about you because of you. But when you think about you because of what God has done for you and what he continues to do in you, I think that's when you can begin to grow to like yourself because you like what God is doing to help you grow you into a better person. Um, and so I, I think by being able to answer that question in that way will help you when you're pursuing after a husband or pursuing a, a, a future wife because it'll it'll help you to be confident and to do all of these other things, to be honest, to be intentional, to just love. And so, um, yeah, um, that, that's kind of my, my, all my, my points and my takes on 
this time. Like I said, Valentine's Day is coming up. Um, I'm not saying to not celebrate Valentine's Day, but at the same time, if you're married or if you're in a relationship, treat treat your relationship like Valentine's Day is every day. And what I mean by that is it's not about all the gifts. It's not about the box of chocolates. It's not about the trips. It's not about the restaurants. It's not about all these things. It's about loving your partner. Ultimately, it's just about loving your partner, right? And for those of you who are single, for those of you who are married as well, but I think especially for those of you who are single, um, don't be discouraged just because you may not have a Valentine. Because at the end of the day, when you have Christ, you have all you need. First John chapter four, verse, verse 10 says, herein is love, not that we loved God, but that Christ loved us. Not that we love God, but that God loved us and sent his son to be the propitiation for our sins. You know, with Valentine's Day being about love, although it's special and although it's in a great time to spend time with your significant others and those who are you're in relationships with and your spouse, at the end of the day, there was no greater love than God sending his son Jesus to die on the cross for our sins so that we may live. That's the greatest gift of love that any of us could receive. So if I could give any encouragement to any of our singles out there, and even to those who are in relationships and those who are married, understand that although Valentine's Day is it is a great day to recognize your partners and things like that, the greatest gift of love has already been given to you. And that is that was the gift of Jesus and the gift of eternal life when you come to believe in Jesus. So that's my encouragement to y'all. Um, again, I can all, I'm not an I'm not a relationship expert. I'm probably the last person that anybody would take relationship advice from. Um, but I can only speak from the perspective of a young single male, a young single male who's ready to mingle. <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny. I, I can't say that without without cringing. Or without, yeah, yeah, but um, <laughs> yeah, um, I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Um, I appreciate y'all again for all of your support. Some of the things that I've been hearing, the encouragement that I've been receiving, even reading some of your comments on how you dis discovered the channel and how some of these videos have been encouraging you. That's a huge blessing to me. And that's, that's ultimately what this is for. It's to serve God. And to serve others, it, it's to cultivate and build a community here where we can just be vulnerable with one another, where we can share our stories with one another, and we can just help iron, sharpen iron, and be the body of Christ and invite others to join the body of Christ as well. So, again, thank you all for the support. Um, understand that Jesus loves you. I love you. And I hope that each and every one of us will love one another and we can just go to the ends of the earth and do something incredible with this wonderful gift that God has given each and every one of us. Amen. Amen. And amen. So 
Thank you all again for tuning in. Uh, before I head out, actually, make sure you check out The Reclassified. That's my blog. Um, I'm going to try and be more consistent with that. Um, but I just share things on there where things that God has put in my heart. And um, yeah, uh, it's, it's kind of like a it's kind of like an online journal type of thing that I do. Um, so make sure you go check that out. It's at the reclassified.com. And um, yeah, I think that's everything. But yeah, I, I, I pray for each and every one of you. I pray that all of you have a great time spending with your significant others, those who you're in relationships with. Uh, for those of us that are single, I know that um, we are all, it is always a joy to be in the presence of the Lord. So even though you may not necessarily have a partner, you have the Lord. And for those of you who are married and in relationships, y'all have the Lord as well. We all have an opportunity to come to him and be embraced by his love. So thank you all again for tuning in and I will see y'all next time. Peace out.